Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. In this episode, we talk to Jared Schwab from Alpha West Marketing Group, and we'll talk about the current conditions of the pool industry and what we can expect going into 2022. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and PoolInvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm really fired up today for some reason. I seems to we've had a really good week. I mean, it could be my bang too, um, but it just feels good. I feel like we're on the right track. Things are getting really good around here. And I think the first thing I have to do today is apologize, Jared. You've been on the podcast and you've been on the Instagram live and I've missed both of those and I swear it wasn't personal. So I'm excited to be here today to participate in this conversation because you know, listening to you always have a wealth of information about our industry. You stay very connected um, with everything that's going on. So I'm excited to hear all about it today. Well, you guys are inspirational to everybody out there. The three of you guys are running solid companies behind the scene while trying to do this podcast. So I'm super stoked to have all three of you. You're also a wealth of knowledge for us on the rep side, learning about, you know, what's changing, what's happening at the field level. So uh, this is going to be fun. John, good morning. Good morning. I'm going to piggyback on what Zach said. I, I'm always excited to have Jared on. Um, I consider Jared a friend and he has a wealth of information to provide. And one thing that's real important, I think, is that he's not afraid to tell you how it is. And that's kind of like how I like to communicate. So I see a lot of different, a, a lot of similarities that way. And having him on the podcast gets us into more of a deeper dive into the business opposed to more of the usual nitty gritty stuff. You know, when we talk about like chemistry and or products or here and there, where we can kind of dig down into what we're trying to accomplish here as, um, as pool nation is not just running a pool business or cleaning or servicing or repairing pools, but how to run that business, right. And how to make it efficient and profitable and, some of the other things or other metrics that we don't usually pay attention to and how they impact us either in the short term, but majority in the long term. And if we're not prepared for it, then it ends up hurting us down the road. So um, always a hoot having uh, Jared on, especially that last Instagram live we had was just off the charts, I think, as far as knowledge and feedback we got from everybody. They just loved it because, you know, we talk about the real stuff that affects our pocket. So thanks, Jared, again, for coming on. I know you're extremely busy. I mean, you practically rep every product in our industry. But for you to have time to, to sit down with three knuckleheads like us uh, is much appreciated. So thank you. Feelings mutual. Consider you a friend as well. So uh, looking forward to today's chat. So, Jared, good morning. How you doing? Doing excellent. Here we are on a Friday on a short week. So everything's been condensed right but uh here we go friday it's 9 a.m in the west 11 by you noon on the east and here we go let's do this let's do this absolutely on a side note i'm looking at the camera and i'm seeing all all my gray hairs are just like oh my god 
See, I'm letting my hair grow out a little bit here. You see well, John, man, have? but the oh. skin, oh. the skin is on. <laughs> oh, that line of product you are producing. Oh, my God. I want to know if Alpha West can represent that skincare right. well, line. Oh, well, I'll have my people. I mean, pool guys people. everywhere. <laughs> pool guys everywhere want to be able to look like you, John. Yeah. I well, mean, so I'm look, jealous. I'm jealous. Look, I always, I always shave my head. I always have bald. Um, my hair is bald, or I mean, I, that's how I cut it because I got so many gray hairs now, and they're kind of growing out now, and I'm just tripping out. But Mama says she loves it, so Perfect. I guess we'll go for it. Anyway, sorry, Edgar, didn't mean to throw us off. No, it, it's it's all good. Look, as long as we're talking about that skincare product and how it's making you look good, it's all about you, man. Everybody wants to be like you and look like you, John. Oh so it, it's all good. Here we go. <clears throat> We're living in your world, baby. We're all here because of you, buddy. Yep, yep. <laughs> hey, guys, there's a lot of great information on this podcast today. So we're going to jump in and get started. There's two things that we want to talk about really quick, and that is that September 18th, we are doing the Pool Nation business training, and that is the one where we do a deep dive into the business side of your business. We talk about the Pool Nation metrics that we've created, really kind of focusing on progressive business metrics so that you can see your current data and make adjustments. We talk about the common reasons why small businesses fail. We talk about insurance, why it's so important. We talk about billing software, how to set that up so that it works for you and you can manage your cash flow. We cover different terms in accounting in preparation for a profit and loss exercise. So you will actually bring your numbers, input them into the software that we've created And by the time that we're done with the training class, you're going to know exactly where you are from the standpoint of your cost of service, from your profit and loss, and exactly how much money you're making or you're not making. So uh, if you want to register, go to poolnation.online and you can sign up for the class there. There's only three spots left. And the other thing that we want to talk about is our peer-to-peer group. And what we did is we created a separate private peer-to-peer group. And basically what it's going to consist of is really a monthly Zoom meeting style setup where we're going to have calls in a private group setting. And what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to answer your business questions, your specific business questions, kind of in a private platform where it's closed off to homeowners and general public. And we can do a deep dive and actually have some conversations that we can't have on these social media platforms. So it's really going to be a safe, confidential space that provides opportunity for all of us to grow. We will start that at the end of this month in September. And Jared, I think what we're going to have to do is we want to bring some experts in the industry. And what we're going to have to do at some point is bring you on to some of those calls and so that we can kind of talk to the other pool pros out there. Now, this is a membership-based program. So people have to go sign up. There is a cost associated with it, but we will uh, talk about that. Go to poolnationpodcast.com. You'll be able to see those memberships there and you will be able to sign up. And I want to add to that, that for the people that want to dive even deeper and really dig into their business, there'll be a one-on-one coaching available. And that'll be where you can get together with Edgar, John, and I and we can really get into the real specifics of your business and the certain individual situations that everyone's experiencing and kind of tailor some strategy and talk through those specific scenarios. So um, like Edgar said, that's also the information on that's also on Pool Nation podcast website. So check it out. 
Yeah. So you guys can check those out there. Let's get started here because there's a lot of information and some things that we want to cover with Jared. And Jared, I want to just jump in and I want to talk about all these price increases that we've been talking about. You know, I know that the letters came out and that a lot of the guys out there are going to be really shocked as soon as this stuff starts to take effect October 1st. Well, it hits the manufacturers October 1st. I'm assuming it'll come a little bit after that. But could you talk about that a little bit and, and those price increases that are coming? Before we get to that question, do you mind if we just, I, I know we know Jared really, really well, a lot of our viewers and listeners who have listened to him on the podcast, but I think there's a ton of people that maybe haven't caught the podcast that we've done at Instagram Lives. Uh, Jared, can you kind of just let us know a little bit about you and who you are and your company and what you do? Yeah. So I'm with Alpha West Marketing Group. Uh, I have the privilege of being able to work with uh, eight other excellent reps out in the West Coast. We handle the 13 Western states for quite a bit of manufacturers, as you mentioned. Um, all of them great. All of them bringing different things to the table. Um, I was fortunate to start at 19, 2007. So you guys can do the math on how old I am today. Um, but uh, it's been a fun ride. I've been able to work in Arizona and Nevada early in my career, relocated out to California in 2012, and uh, worked in the Los Angeles market and the Palm Springs market where John's located and throughout SoCal. Today, I float around the 13 states. Obviously, that's been a little restricted during COVID, so it's been a lot more Zoom and things of that nature. But uh, as things open back up, I'll be all over the place and uh, supporting our team, supporting the manufacturers via trade shows, tabletops, all the things you see great reps out there doing, as well as uh, informing distributors on what the needs of service professionals like yourself need for the upcoming year, which we'll dive into today. Great. Thanks, Jared. So thanks for that, John. Yeah, I just kind of jump and kind of think that everybody just remembers who we are all the time. So I appreciate that. So, Jared, let's go back to, you know, this price increase because it's got me worried for a couple of different reasons and we'll talk about it today. But can you talk a little bit about those prices increases that are coming and, and what type of an impact it's going to have on the pool pros out there? Yeah, so the news cycle moves fast. Usually uh, distributors get price increase letters and they don't get out to the public Today's a new day. I saw the price increase letters posted on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it. So obviously everybody's aware. You know, PVC, steel, chemicals, raw materials, they're skyrocketing because the demand everywhere is picking up. As you reopen a, an economy after you shut everything down, the surplus that all these manufacturers had was ate up very, very quickly. Then you have increased demand as people stayed home specifically for our industry. But we also saw this in the home builders with lumber prices, which have come back down. And then if you look over the last few weeks are spiking again. The reason is because demand's not slowing down. So we are going to see, I think on the chemical side, at least uh, what I've seen so far is 20% on the low side for some of your uh, specialty chemicals, and then your primary chemicals, calhypo, trichlor, dichlor, bromine, 
I think I may have missed one there. You're going to see upwards to 50% price increases. And while that goes into effect October 1st, keep in mind where there is supply, that supply was booked, purchased at pre-October 1st pricing. So your comment about delay or lag time, I think it's market specific and different types of primary chemicals get used uh, as far as your chlorine. Some markets are Calhypo, some are trichlor, some are liquid, which is the one I missed. So it just depends really. But it's not just chemicals. It's all these products have computer technology now. So all your chipsets that have been in the news, those prices are going up. The demand from the car industry, the computer industry, you know, we're just one industry fighting for the same components, whether that be copper for motors, whether that be uh, steel for handrails, you name it, everything will be affected. How extreme? Well, as demand increases and supply is restricted, we're going to continue to see the price creep up and up and up. Where where it stops, I, I don't know. My crystal ball is not better than, than anyone else. We can only talk about what's happening in real time. And in real time, yeah, come October 1st, most manufacturers price will be more than it was in September of this year. It's just crazy. We talk about 50% increase. Remember, a bucket of tabs was roughly around $80, $90, right? And then now they're 160 ish So 50% on 160 that's another $80. So we're literally, we're talking about triple the cost of what we've paid before. And it all kind of goes down to what we're saying. This is unsustainable if you are still operating under the model you did pre-COVID. It just doesn't work. There is no way you're going to be able to continue to survive, let alone thrive, if you're not doing something about it now. And there's a reason why everybody that you hear, or us especially, we're on here, we're sounding an alarm saying, hey, guys, gals out there, you got to do something about this. You've got to get ahead of this if you can, or at least try to keep up as far as like reevaluate what you're doing, reevaluate your routes, reevaluate your clients. Price increases need to be, look, we talk about this a thousand times. The manufacturers increase prices, distributors increase prices, and then they increase prices on us as the pool service provider. You are not where the buck stops. You have to understand that, especially in this day and age and what we're going through right now, the buck stops with our customer and you need to be able to increase your prices accordingly or else you will suffer. You can only absorb it for so long and eventually it's going to bankrupt you. If you're not making money, what's the purpose of being in business unless you're a, unless you're a charity? Nobody's in this for a charity business, right? We're in it to profit. We're not in it to rip anybody off, but we're in it to be paid for the work that we put in. And these costs need to be, you have to make your, your customers aware of this so they understand it because they don't see these things that are happening. You know, they don't know that your prices of chlorine have gone up or all your chemicals and PVC and stuff like that. They just don't understand it. So it all comes down to communication and being able to communicate it to your clients so they understand it and then do it so that you're not suffering at the end of it. So I want to piggyback on that a little bit. I think it was Megan that did the study, right? That have people increased price their rates and it was shocking how 
people really haven't increased their rates. And my question is, do you think people are waiting for some sort of pullback? Like, you know, lumber kind of goes up, goes down. Do you think people are just trying to tough this out and they think that they're going to scrape by and then it's going to drop back down? And I mean, I have that in the back of my mind, but realistically, I know it's not going to happen. And so uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Jared? Why do you think people are waiting? I do believe that some people are waiting for a pullback. I think that they've been incorrect throughout this process and it's it's unfortunately bit them a little bit. That being said, I would not anticipate any sort of pullback in price. And even if I did, as we've seen, we moved John nailed it. We moved from 90 on a bucket to buck 60. Now we're anticipating possibly a 220 price. Even if you get a 20% reduction in price from there, that's $44. You're still at a 190 for a bucket of tabs. While there may be some softening, again, my crystal ball is not any better than anyone else's. I have no idea what the market will be tomorrow. But if I was buying, if it was my money, and granted, you guys are the experts on your side of things. I see things from my perspective and I try to relate it to the pool professional, but I'm not out there trying to buy a pallet, secure it when there's only one pallet coming in today. And I understand those, those situations. However, if I could secure a September pricing pallet versus an October pricing pallet, you bet you. I'll even go to the bank and borrow the money at, at percentages because I can borrow maybe at single digits. But the price increase is going to be 50%. So you got to start to play the game very differently than the way we used to play it. I know for most service professionals, and my younger brother ran his own company, divested the pool route, now works for another great guy here in Fountain Hills, Arizona. But if he didn't have cash, he wasn't purchasing product. And that's a problem right now because real-time accessibility to product, well, it's gone. You guys are seeing that. You're walking in for an air relief or a backwash piston, and it's not available. And it may not be available for three more months. So now, instead of replacing a piston, you got to maybe they have a whole manifold, and you got to buy the whole manifold, pull the piston out, and you paid a few bucks extra. You know, I'm seeing all these things. I'm well aware of them. But I really feel that people got to start looking out or looking backwards at 2021 and saying, I use this much of this, this much of that, and I need to buy as much of it to make sure I have it for 2022. Not to excess. You don't want to put yourself in a bad situation. You guys know what's the retention on pools? If you have, 100 pools on route, how many do you lose in a year? 10% maybe. And right now you probably replace them right away. So if you know you have 100 pools now and you're going to have 100 pools next year, you know what your usage is on those pools. Why wouldn't you secure stuff at today's price when the marketplace gave you guys the information? They could have held it back. The information's out there. You got 20 days right? There's 30 days in September. Yep. 30 days. Or 31. 30. So 20 days, 20 days to buy 
at, at September prices. I, I, I don't know what else I can do to encourage people as a rep. I know sometimes there's some heat on the manufacturers and the distributors, you know, as far as these price increases. Look, their suppliers are increasing prices to them. The price to package the product is going through the roof. The raw material is going through the roof. The shipping is going through the roof. We haven't even got to labor cost yet is going through the roof. Everything's going through the roof. Trust me, they don't want to have to raise price. It's, it's, it's tough, but they got to maintain their margins. Just like you said, nobody's a charity. You got to keep profit and profit to be a negative thing is terrible. Profit is what employs all your employees so they can go out and buy homes, so they can buy health care, so they can put food on their table. That's generated out of profit. When you make profit, you get to hire people. Hiring people is a good thing. That drives the economy. That makes more pool owners in the future. This is a good thing, not a bad thing. Now, yeah, the input costs are going through the roof. So as you mentioned, the businesses have to adjust. Homeowners can no longer get pool service for $100. They just can't. And if you're doing it for $100, you're right. The math doesn't work. I've played with it, figured out what a truck costs, insurance costs, gas costs, putting new tires, new brakes. And that's if I don't get hurt. What happens if I get hurt? And I speak passionately about this because I, I love the service trade. Many of you guys have become personal friends of mine, but I see the way business is being ran and I'm scared. I'm scared that my friends will be out of business in 2022 because they're still servicing pools for $100. And they're going to look at their P&L if they have one, or they're just going to look at their bank account one day and wonder why whatever they used to have is now a fourth of that. And it's going to be because they're operating the same way they operated in 2019 with input cost up 50%, if not more, compounded over all these price increases. And they're going to be operating the business at the same revenue with less profit margin, which produces less cash, which means they can't go out and hire more people. They can't secure the product they need. And unfortunately, what happens in those times, while things are rocketing, you see businesses collapse. And it's scary because this is people's livelihoods we're talking about. This stuff matters. And if people listen, they can adjust. They can make things happen. But they got to listen and they got to come up with an action plan and they got to be open to new ways of operating. I mean, I don't know. I apologize. I kind of went on a rant there. It describes exactly what my fears are and what my concerns are. And and to me, it's a 50% increase, right? I mean, that's completely insane that you're going to go with, well, that's to distributor. Distributors are going to bump that up. So, you know, you're talking what Cal Hypo, 25, 35%. You're talking Trichlor, dry products, 50, 55, 57% increase. I want yeah, to pause ahead. for a second. My my text messages are blowing up that people cannot stream this thing. They are people want in the door. How do we get <laughs> these people in the door? So what you're going to have to do is for some reason I've been going on here. I've been checking it. It's saying that it's streaming. And so I go to Facebook and it's not streaming there. So I, ch- I was distracted while you guys were talking about it. I was trying to 
you know, put in some new stream keys to do it, but it's telling me that they're already being used, that it's already being streamed. But for some reason, so they must go to to Riverside. Yeah. So just have have them go to, yeah. Tell them that they have to go to Riverside because right now the connection is saying that it's streaming to both, but I'm going to both platforms and it's not streaming there. So there's, there's gotta be a glitch between the systems. Do you have an invite link that you could post on the Facebook post that says where we're supposed to go live, but it's not? I mean, the the good part is this is recorded, right? So we can blast out the recording. Fantastic. I mean, we'll we'll blast it out. Fortunately, I got an awesome team on my end. Um, Uh I'll have all my reps share. We'll get it out there. People need to be aware of what we're talking about today. We'll get it out there. So Absolutely. let's not worry about it too much, but and it means that I, it's not streamed. Send them the link to the Riverside, and then when they click on it, it'll automatically be able to kind of open there. It's a marketing ploy, Jared. He's Edgar's doing this on purpose to create that demand, right? So people want to watch it, want to watch <laughs> it, want to watch I, it. And they're going to have to wait I till see. Monday when we post a podcast. People are just going to have to wait till Monday to listen to it. So if you can't um, figure out Riverside, then you're going to have to right. wait. You know, just the way, just the way, just the way it is. Just the way it is. I got, I got stock in Riverside. So (laughs) I see. I see. There's always an underlying reason for Edgar. Right. It's all about himself lighting his pocket. Here's, I get it. Here's the thing. Um, uh, Jerry is going to announce that he bought 51. Stocks going down. My Facebook's failing. Jared just bought 50%, 51% of Riverside. So that's why we're right. doing this today with Jared is so that we can kind of launch it. So I just wanted to touch a little bit on what Jared said. And to go back, we talk about doing price increases because our prices are going up, which is natural, right? And makes sense. It's just the way it works. But I challenge everybody to take into consideration some of the other things that aren't quite tangible. When we look at our receipt from our supplier or our invoice, and when we pay the bill, we can see that's tangible. I can grab it. I can see, hey, look, my cost went up X amount. But are we taking into consideration how many extra phone calls we're making each day, try to locate chemicals, how many different trips we're taking to different... I know pool guys that are literally spending two hours every morning chasing down chemicals or products or driving to different states to pick up teeters or to pick up pumps or to pick up whatever. All that is money. All that costs you money and it takes away from you doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is servicing or focusing on your business, servicing and making cash. Those are the things you have to also take into consideration and you have to assign a dollar amount to that when you're doing these increases or when you're figuring out what my new rate needs to be in order for me to be able to thrive, right? Let alone survive. So I challenge everybody, you have to look at those things and understand or how many times you have to go to a customer's house, we go do a repair or we're all doing a service call and we don't have what we need and we have to go back and do another service call. And it's it's one thing if we failed you know, to prepare ourselves, but it's another thing when it's just physically not possible for us to do it because the item isn't there. So those are, you know, that extra trip back and forth, all that costs money. I challenge, assign a little bit of a dollar amount to that, include that in what your extra increases are per month and as far as like products and chemicals, and then implement that or integrate that into whatever your price increase is going to be for your client because it all costs money. John, opportunity costs, man. Just talk opportunity costs. If you're spending even 15 minutes and and uh, Sally and Joey call you and they're in the Madison Club, just bought their new house and they want John Flawless coming and rolling up, quoting them, 
and you're like, I'm too busy. Well, guess what? Your competitor just got the call. Yep. And you just lost what a $500 a month client in that, that particular arena. For sure. So, so massive, massive. So assigning a dollar amount to it. Well, you could do 10 bucks, but for you, you just lost 500. There's another element to that. Like just the planning for the future. This is most likely there's going to be more of this. There has already been more of this. We're going through the more of this from the past stuff that we just went through. So you want to be even proactive about giving yourself that buffer on the next round of increases that could potentially come because you don't want to be chasing this every single time and sending out that letter every single time. So there's just a lot of moving pieces to it. And you know, we always talk about it. You have to sit down and you have to pencil it out and you have to know your numbers in order to do so. Here's a concern that I have based on what we're seeing. So John, Zach, sometimes we talk about things and we think that we've talked about those things too many times. And we say, let's stop talking about that because people are going to get sick of hearing the same conversation that we're having. And we started talking about these price increases, Jared, a year ago with you right? A little bit over a year ago, you came on to our third podcast. We talked about it. We talked about what the chlorine was going to come to. We talked about it for an entire year. We're coming to find out that there's a lot of pool guys that are still not increasing those rates. And the fear that I have is that what's going to happen is we're getting into September, we're getting into October. Everybody's had a hell of a year, right? I mean, this has been completely crazy. So what's going to happen is you're going to go into October, November. You're not going to be using a lot of chemicals. So guys are going to be going, good, let me just relax for just a little bit. Let me just go into auto mode. Let me just kind of do my thing. They're not going to sit and go, I need to financially figure out where my business is at because a lot of them aren't sitting down to put those numbers together and figure out what where they're at. And what's going to happen is they're going to close their eyes, they're going to open them, and it's going to be spring again. They haven't increased their rates. They didn't look at it in the downtime. Now they have all these pools, and now they have $220, $225 for a bucket of tabs. And they're going to start to try to operate that way next summer. And what's going to happen is our industry is very cash flow friendly, but that cash flow is going to stop because you're going to be putting out a lot more money than money's going to be coming in. And that's when you're going to start those pool guys to drop because financially they don't know where their numbers are. But now the cash flow has stopped because they haven't looked at it. And I have a fear that going into next summer, as crazy as we're talking it's going to be, is when you're going to start to see a lot of those pool guys kind of fall off because they just financially can't survive. Yeah, they're going to have a false sense of security because they're going to think, oh, okay, I believe that wintertime, obviously chlorine and other things are going to be a little bit more available than they are now, but it doesn't mean that the problems went away. It's just that the demand went down just a little bit, right? Because of the season that we're in. We're telling you in 2022, it's going to only be worse, and if you're not prepared for it, you're going to get caught with your pants down and it's going to be a painful, painful journey if you survive it. I want to touch on two things there. Piggybacking on John, things slow down in the winter, yes. And things should become more abundant, yes. However, there is things that people do not think about that change the demand curve. 
For example, salt. I'm just going to use something very simplistic. All the salt manufacturers that produce pool salt also produce road salt. So while the demand moves out of the pool industry, it does not go away for salt. Guess what happens? Snow. That salt gets bought up by the East Coast and other northern countries like Canada. And the salt demand, if the demand, if they have a bad winter, guess what happens to pool salt? Price goes through the roof. Because now all of a sudden pool demand's coming on the back end of that. And guess what? There's no surplus of salt. And that's just simple. I'm using a bag of salt, a five, six, seven dollar item. But it's the same. I think you guys had the CEO of Hassa on recently. I think I listened to some of it intently. I think he did a great job uh, supporting his company and being out there. Most CEOs wouldn't do that. I give him a lot of kudos for that. But I think he kind of explained how base product that they need is also used by the oil refiners. If all of a sudden the economy opens back up and we're all driving everywhere for the holidays, guess what? His price goes up. Now, he may have contractual obligations and things that last a little while, but we just, I love this word because I didn't even know what it meant till I heard it for the first time. Force majeure. What the hell was a force majeure? I didn't know what it was, and I consider myself to be pretty in tune to business. Well, force majeure means that if I have a contractual obligation and an act of God affects me as a manufacturer and I have an obligation to the three of you, guess what? That contract, it's voided. I don't have to meet it anymore, which means I can send my price through the roof. Well, that happened in the PVC market. I don't know if it's happened anywhere else. It may have, I'm not sure, but it definitely happened in the PVC market. So pipe, fittings, all that stuff. There's no contractual prices for a fitting supplier to buy raw pellets. It comes in little pellets. There's regrind, there's virgin, there's no regrind. So you don't have regrind available driving the price of virgin down. Everybody's chasing the virgin product, which basically means it's it's brand new pellets instead of recycled pellets. So the prices are just going through the roof. And I mean, you could, you know, if you want to, I get into this stuff. You can look at the commodity chart of PVC and it's up and to the right. It's not going anywhere, but up to the right. And I haven't seen it break down once. The mistake I made is not buying the future contract for 2022 a year ago when I knew this stuff was going down because it's not going anywhere, but up and to the right. Look at a chart up and to the right. And to give you an idea, you want to talk about price increases. There was a price increase on PVC on September 1st. Guess when the next price increase was? September 5th, five days later. Reason, and I think you guys wanted to discuss this, is, is Ida. Ida tore through the eastern seaboard. Nobody knew that was coming. So crystal ball, I like to use the word crystal ball because I can't see a hurricane coming. I can't advise you guys on price increases. No one can. No, But if another Ida comes, which would be the next letter in the alphabet, will prices go up? Yeah, I mean, look, you guys know where chemicals are produced now. I think everybody learned that they're in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I mean, there's more chemical plants in that little area 
than a lot of other places. And then you also saw, I think I posted about it, Oxychem, Occidental, big, 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 big chemical company, shut down a smaller plant in Niagara Falls, but it you can look at the list. It produced every type of chlorine we use for our industry. And uh, they shut it down because they said it wasn't profitable. Just got too expensive. Not worth it. How many more factories are going to shut down because it's not worth it? I don't know. You guys know? You know, we talk about it and talk about it, but, you know, it just gets very difficult. It's like, how do you get them to understand that the prices are coming, the prices have now increased, and that 2022 is just going to be, 2022 is going to be just as bad as 2021, if not worse. I don't know that I would sell it as doom like that. I'm not, I'm not selling, I'm not selling it as doom, but this year and forgive my French was a shit show. Yeah. I want to give you some confidence that look, the, the conversations manufacturers are having with the alpha West team, they are definitely doing what they can to increase production. Now there's only so much bandwidth you can get online so fast, right? If, if demand's going at 300% and it increases at 100%, you, you're still going to have a delta space that, that bothers the marketplace. Product won't be available. But I can promise you this. Manufacturers want to get product out the door. There is profit in selling more units next year than there is this year. Do not think for a second that manufacturers are not trying to do better in 2022 than they did in 2021 and 2020. The problem is that even if you can secure the product and buy the new machines and do all that stuff, good luck getting the labor. Just yesterday, Amazon came out. Amazon, 750,000 employees currently. You work for them for 90 days, even as a part-timer, guess what? Your college tuition's paid for. How's Edgar, John, and Zach going to compete for an 18-year-old doesn't want to go to college. You know, college isn't for them. They're going to go out into the workforce. Well, I could either go out and clean pools at a stop per rate, per diem. I can get an hourly wage, however you guys manage the business. First question I'm going to ask you as an 18-year-old, you going to pay my college tuition? Amazon will. So how are you going to compete for employees? Especially in that market, that that market, the warehouse market in the last five years has gone from 600,000 workers to almost 1.7 million. That's how competitive that market is right now. And so it's crazy. Now, let me ask you this, Jared, because we saw how crazy the demand is and how crazy it still is. Have you seen any of the three main manufacturers adding any buildings, adding any lines to be able to produce more product or are they kind of stuck only being able to maybe add another shift to be able to produce those products are, are they taking any steps to to invest look i don't have any insight to to all three i have a little insight into floridra because they bought cmp and they did invest they put a new facility cmp was already in paris california which is a near Riverside. Riverside, California would be the most major city nearby. Um, and they did go into, I think they're in the middle of moving. I'm not sure the exact dates, but they are in the middle of moving CMP into this bigger building 
with Floridra. They've added people. They are increasing. You know, waterfalls has been a major problem this year. New pools are off the charts, remodels off the charts. CMP's pumping waterfalls as much as they can. Floridra's trying to get as much into the, that building as possible. So again, is it in their interest to invest, get more people, more product, make more profit? Yeah, they got shareholders to answer to. All three of them now are publicly traded companies. You know, if I'm an investor, I want them to get more product. I want them to get it out the door yesterday. They're all encouraged to, but as far as true information, I have no information on Pentair or Hayward. I'm sure their leadership is trying to invest and do better. No leader wants to do worse than they did yesterday. They want to do better. And sometimes that's hard, but everybody wants to do better than they did yesterday. And uh, I only happen to know that about Floridra because we rep CMP and there was a memo sent out to the distributors about the move. And I think it'll be good. There'll be more product in, in the West Coast, at least, than ever before. So uh, that'll supply the whole country. It just happens that the warehouse is located in the West Coast. Yeah, and it's just, there's a deficit right now and the demand is rising. I mean, it's just the gap keeps widening. So they're going to ramp up production. They're going to increase capacity. They're going to bring on more people and they're going to be producing at all-time highs, but they're going to still be at a deficit and trying to catch up. And that's what a lot of people need to start understanding that it's going to take a long time before we get back to some sort of normal. I read an article and I think we're, I pay attention to the housing market a lot because we're so tied to it. New house gets built, new pool potentially can go in. Uh, so builder gets a job, good for the business sector of the builders. And then that person turns into either a service customer or a retail, whether that's e-commerce or offline. It is what it is. So that's three times money gets spent by the consumer. And the way the economy works is based on the velocity of a dollar. The faster the dollar gets spent over and over again, the better the economy. Pretty simple. I read that if we, I think the number was 1.4 or 1.9. We're 1.4 or 1.9 million houses, even at the current rate in which houses are being built, behind the demand. The odds of getting caught up tomorrow, it's not there. It's not there. I think it was like five years they didn't even think they could get caught up, the home builders. They can't secure the, the lumber to do it. You know, I argue all the time, I am extremely bullish regardless of inflation. This is a great time to be alive. There, ha there is no better time in history than today to be alive. We got the internet. The four of us are sitting in offices chatting about our industry and how to make it better. You couldn't do this, what, 10 years ago? I don't know how fast technology moves. But um, the reality is, I believe that it is the single best time in history to ever be alive. Yeah, there's problems. There's always going to be problems and challenges. What's the point of life if there isn't a few problems and challenges? I want to ask you a couple questions. Let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, what I want to ask you is, you know, we're talking to the pool pros, we're telling them that we're having some challenges with regards to cost. We're telling them that there's some challenges with supply, that it's going to be pretty crazy as it is next year. But what I'm going to ask you when we come back is, you know, what would you tell the pool pro to start focusing on now 
that we're going into that winter season, into the slow season for us, so that they're prepared as they go into spring of next year. But let's take a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll continue with Jared. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com Do you know the actual cost of the pool service you provide or the financial health of your pool business? If you don't, it can put you out of business. Pool Nation has created a business training that focuses on the financial side of your business. What we've done, guys, is we've put a training class together that focuses on five metrics that we've created. The goal is you do it, and by the time that you're done with the class, you have all those numbers, you have all that data. It is the only course that as you enter your data into our exclusive software, it will tell you how much money you are making or losing. It's that simple. We talk about the metrics. We talk about insurance, what to look for. We talk about billing software. By the time you are done with the training, you will know your exact cost to service a pool, fixed cost of cleaning, your average profit per pool, your average monthly rate, repair profits and profit percentage, and how much money you are actually making. And we have had people that have taken the class and had some cash flow issues and they've made some adjustments with their billing software and that's kind of solved that issue. During the training utilizing our software, you will create your business profit and loss. Once you create your P&L, we will cover the fundamentals of the P&L and how important it is to the success of your business. For more information and the next training dates, visit www.poolnation.online. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you get to keep. For more training dates, go to www.poolnation.online. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Jared Schwab from Alpha West. We've been doing a deep dive into the industry. So, Jared, you know, we talk about the price increases. We know that those are coming. You know, we, we talk about the products. We talk about what we're seeing in some of the trends with the supply chain. If you were to have some advice for the pool pro in what they should be doing today to set themselves up for success next summer, what would that be? Look, I, I don't know what people know. So let's start super basic. The distributors have the ability to print out a report of everything you purchased over the last year. And I would go to the distributor, whether you're working with a uh, sales rep that works for them or an account manager or the local branch manager. And uh, once things truly slow down, because those guys are hustling too, you know, they're moving boxes all over the place and trying to manage their business. But once it slows down, I would ask them for a report of everything I purchased year to date. That's going to give me January through October, let's call it. Here we are in November. And I would start to look at what's smart to buy for the forward year to beat some of the increases and to secure the inventory because it's just as bad not to have the inventory when you need it as it is to pay for it at a premium price. I think right now is a marketplace where People don't care what the price is. They're more about, can I get it? So can you get it if you plan in October or November, December for what may hit in April? It's a higher probability. It's not guaranteed by any means, but it's a much higher probability. So I would start there. And uh, I would start looking at ways to secure product. Now, I understand not everybody's sitting on the same reserve capital, but I would buy what I can as well as I can without hindering my operation. I would start there. Two is I would start to get to know your reps. We can do things, and I don't mean to sound egotistical, we can help a ton. We can tell you when product's coming into a warehouse, where it's going to land. If we can give you, you know, the days of volume incentives are kind of kind of done, but we may be able to help. You know, you don't you don't know what's possible till you start asking for it. So if I'm in any state, there's great rep firms all around the country. Alpha West happens to be one in, in the West Coast. But I would get to know the independent reps in your territory, not just the big three. Most people know the big three reps, Pentair, Hayward, Jandy. Those guys are great, but they only rep one product line. The independent reps rep a dozen product lines. And they're the product lines that you don't think about. The fittings you use, the glue you use, the lube you use, the motors you use. You name it. Everything else you use is repped by an independent rep. Guarantee it. Whether it's Alpha West or the great competitors we have in the West Coast. We're not the only firm. I would say get to know those people. They want to help you. They want to see your business thrive. Guess what happens if John's business doubles in California? He happens to be in my territory, you know, the Alpha West territory, not specifically mine. If his business doubles and he buys more of my product because I helped him out, that's good for him and good for me. That's what partnerships are about in business. And that's what makes us good friends because I'm not going to sell him something he doesn't need. Uh, No point. I got a 30-year career in front of me. So do most of the guys on my team. We want to help you grow so you become bigger, you become more profitable, and therefore 
you want to buy products we represent. That's a that's a good thing. Don't you want your customers buying more stuff from you? We're all trying to do a good job. You guys are trying to keep pools crystal blue, and I'm trying to make sure you guys get the product at a good price, a fair price, and have it in your truck when you need it to keep that pool crystal blue. That's what it comes down to. It's pretty simple. So plan, make some new friends, go to trade shows. You know, I know COVID, people are a little bit different, but with the international pool show is coming up in Dallas. Every manufacturer will be there. Every rep will be there. Make some new friends. Friends will help you get places, even in business. It's important. It's really super, it's super important. I can't stress it enough. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of our conversation has started to be, you know, business strategy 2022 and I've talked to a couple guys and I'm, I'm really excited to see them doing exactly what it is that you're talking about. And that is trying to procure new product. Now, obviously it brings a new aspect to their business because what happens is they didn't have to manage that side of their business because they were able to just kind of go buy stuff whenever they needed it. So now not only are they trying to keep those pools clean, they're trying to hire people, which I want to talk about here in just a second hiring people, but now they have this other inventory part that they've needed to add to their business. And now they're needing to manage, you know, a separate part of the business, which they never had to before. So it's a new element to your business that you're having to manage. And a lot of the guys are kind of going, now I have $5,000, $8,000, $10,000 worth of product that's sitting here. But I like to see that they are thinking about that and looking at the future with all the challenges that are happening. My concern is there's going to be a lot of guys that are not going to be prepared for next year. So, you know, definitely a concern from that standpoint with the guys. Friends matter. So, you know, some of the things I'm seeing happen is uh, a lot of cooperative between companies. We saw this with I'll go fetch a pallet in California from Arizona kind of a thing, who's in, we're seeing some some work together strategies. I think the next step is co-op in a warehouse space. It could be a business park where, you know, all you can fit is maybe a few pallets of items. But if John and Zach are operating in the same place and they use the same pumps because that's their preferred manufacturer, buy a pallet of pumps together. If you know you're going to sell them, now, you know, there's a lot of trust that comes involved there in managing the inventory still, but you 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 can partner with somebody bigger than you. Do, people want to help people in this industry. So Zach may be the big guy in, in Texas, and uh, there may be a smaller guy, and Zach may have 4X the buying power than that smaller guy. But who knows? That smaller guy calls Zach up and says, hey, man, I'm really trying to grow my business. I don't even operate in the same towns as you do. You know, I'm I'm the next one over. Can I piggyback on your order? I only have the ten thousand dollars. You have fifty grand. I only have ten. Mind if I piggyback on your order so I could secure some product with you? You'll be surprised how many people would say yes. That could change the ten thousand guys' business next year because he worked with Zach. He secured product, and uh, he wasn't afraid to ask for a little help. We all need a little help every once in a while. That's thinking outside the box, right? You have to be able to do that. In order to be successful, in order to thrive, you have to be able to think outside the box, especially in times like this. So those that do that and do network 
and do think outside the box and do things that they've probably never done before are going to be rewarded in the long run because um, they're innovating in the space. They're figuring out instead of waiting, they're acting opposed to reacting to situations that are happening to them. Instead of just sitting there and waiting for things to happen, okay, I'll do, you know, when the price increase comes, I'll deal with it then. No, be proactive in a situation, I think is kind of what we're trying to get at here. And that's a great example that you put out there, uh, Jared, because the minute you throw your hands up and you quit and you say, oh, it's not possible, that's the moment of defeat. And that's when you're going to fail. And it's inevitable. It, it will happen. You might be able to string along for a few more months, but eventually you will fail. That's it, just the way it works, right? You will get eaten. But when you think outside the box like that and you start to think of new different ways to accomplish maybe some of the most simple things right before that we took for granted um, and just like chlorine, you know, just those little things. If you're constantly innovating, constantly looking to try to figure out how to solve these problems, that's where you're going to end up shining, right? And that's where when the dust settles in 2022 or 2023 or whenever it does, you're going to be one of the ones that are going to be left standing and you're going to be in a much better position as a business than the rest or the majority or whatever, whoever else that failed during these times. So um, that, that was a great example right there. I also want to touch on one more thing. Edgar mentioned it, you know, people putting their head in the sand, doing the ostrich thing over the, uh, the winner. Just ask yourself, why do the top athletes get paid what they get paid? And what do they do in the off season? They train. They invest in themselves in the off season. Don't you think you should run your business that way? That's a great way to put it. I love that. I don't know. That was the second thing I wanted to touch on before we went to commercial break. We can carry on. I did want to say something here because obviously I've been really distracted with the conversation and and kind of listening into the conversation. But going over back over to our chat, because we do have a chat over on the Riverside FM. Big shout out to like Robert Maria from Ensenada Pool. Um, We have somebody, the pool man. And it's, you know, he says you sit and wait. The pool guys will fail. Leave good workers in search for a job, charge for chems, raise your prices, increase your pay, and keep a lookout for that talent. And so that's the next thing that I wanted to talk about because I'm going to summarize it again. We're, we're talking about the crazy times that we're in. And guys, don't just think it's the pool industry because it's not. John, I was telling Jared this this morning. And so we took you out to Bucky's. And so everybody that know that people that are from Texas know what Bucky's are, but Bucky's are these gas stations out here that are completely crazy. There's a hundred gas pumps in the front of the Bucky's. I mean, this thing is on steroids. You go inside and there is eight or 12 slushy machines in a row. And so John, we recently went out there and there's a sign on the icy machines that says, we do apologize, the manufacturer is not able to provide cups for the icy machines. And so they can't even procure that product to be able to supply for for their own icy machines. And so we see this shortage in all different aspects of our lives every day. So it's not just our industry. But it's crazy times out there. So we're, we're talking about the, the chemical cost. We're talking about the shortage. We're talking about preparing for next season. Jared, I want to jump into what the pool man was talking about. And let's talk about the workforce and the talent situation. Because if you're a single polar, it's not affecting you. 
But if you're a guy like Zach, and I had four different conversations this week about hiring and how people are having to get very creative. And even Zach and I have talked about it is the normal days of going on Indeed and just looking for resumes and pulling stuff up. That stuff doesn't work anymore. And if you're just doing that, you're absolutely just wasting your time. Where we get affected is that most of the workforce that would be coming into doing pools is probably that shared workforce that is going to do the warehouse jobs. That is in demand at all time crazy levels. And like you're saying, the pay is completely crazy. As somebody that needs to hire somebody, you have to get really creative. You have to think completely out of the box. So talk a little bit about that, about what you're seeing from that labor market and how crazy that is from that side. Well, it's happening everywhere. Um, even, even within rep firms, we've, we've had to make some adjustments to retain talent or to be in position to attract talent. I think everybody wants to attract talent, right? You want, you want the best of breed always wanting to come work for you. So I think it starts with culture. People want to work where they feel like they belong, that they're a part of something. So I think we all have to look internally at our businesses and really focus on culture first, because you know who will get you your best talent? Your current employees. If they're happy, they let the world know it. They let, they let your competitors know it. They let your customers know it. And they let their friends and family know it. So it starts with culture. Then you got to have the right, the right pay structure to be competitive in that market. You know, what the pay is in Texas or California or Florida is going to be different than it is in Arizona and Nevada. So it's tough to get into those specifics because it's going to vary. But the other thing is, like you said, the days are just indeed or whatever it may be for resumes. Well, that's an option. Still, it's a pillar of the equation. If I was running a service business, I would probably would go to, to job fairs for, for high schoolers and promote why getting into the, the service trade. And I think this goes for the builders and the plumbers and the electricians. We'll just use the service trade because I'm fortunate to talk to three service professionals today. I would let them know what the opportunity of our industry is beyond just the career at my company. Yeah, of course, you want to retain them forever. But sell the industry. Sell that they can own a service company someday. Sell that they can become a pool builder or become a licensed electrician if they want to go to school for it. Sell them that this industry is great and it'll give you a livelihood you can't possibly get from the other industries. Be an advocate for the swimming pool industry and you will see talent flow your way. That's my belief. Because it's a great industry. You know, people joke about I see it in the room, flip-flops, board shorts and a t-shirt. Well, I I get the professionalism and you can be professional in flip-flops, board shorts and a t-shirt. But um that's also some of the best part about this industry is you can rock flip-flops, a board shorts and a t-shirt. And uh and it's acceptable. While my guys won't, and some of your guys won't, it is acceptable. You can do it. And that's a nice thing not to have to go in a tie and a button-up shirt. And, and guess what? 
If you got to take a piss, you don't have to ask permission to get up from your desk, take a piss either. And there's jobs like that out there. There really is. If you're in a factory today, guess what? You want to get off that line? You got to tell your boss, you're going to leave the line. I'm going to leave the line. If you got to go to the bathroom in between stops and you want to stop at Bucky's for a slushy, you don't have to ask anybody. Stop for the slushy. You just got to get your pools done during the day. You don't care. As a boss, you do really care. No, you don't care. You just want the pools done well and done by the end of the day. As long as they do that and they want to stop for a slushy and a pretzel, stop for a slushy and a pretzel. I think that's great. I really think this is a great industry to work in. And uh, it offers freedoms that people can't find other places. And if we're not selling that, then we don't deserve the talent. But if we sell what makes our industry great, talent will flow in. We just we do a terrible job of it today, to be honest with you. I've uh, voiced this all the way to the used to be APSP. Now it's PHTA. And, and they're doing some stuff. I think I just saw the PHTA is doing like a scholarship thing. So there is things happening. I don't want to be. But reality is we as an industry need to band together as a bunch of brothers and sisters and go out there and tell people why the swimming pool industry is the best career they possibly can have. Because the other industries, they're doing it which means they're going to get the talent. I want to jump in on that. You know, we talk about as far as talent, it's always hard to find good people, right, to work for you. And in my prior life, and as far as like thinking outside the box, I want to share some of the things I did before and something that I currently, that I'm doing now because we're looking to bring people on. If your only means of hiring people is throwing a Craigslist ad or an Indeed ad or whatever you're doing, just, you know, a newspaper ad. Turnover is usually really high. So as far as businesses, the number one thing when they bring on employees and they hate the most is turnover, right? Turnover costs tons of money when you're turning over employees and bringing them on, you're training them and then they're off and they find another job or something better. Or they talk a good game because they're at an interview or because they're looking for a job and you're not watching them really in the element of of what they're doing or at work. Everybody always is always going to put their best foot forward or always going to pretend or show or try to be the best person they are on paper. When we used to hire before and we hired like literally we've hired and fired about, I don't know, 15, 2000, 1500, 2000 people. I was tasked with bringing on 200 new people for a retail store. And we went through maybe about, I don't know, 3000 interviews in order to, to hire those people. The majority of employees that we brought on, especially the ones that lasted because we tracked turnover rate, were not ones that answered our ads that we put up on the internet, right? For people to come in for interviews were us going out or me personally going out and watching people. Now, whether or not I'm at, let's say at the gas station or I'm at McDonald's or I'm at going to have lunch, when you're out and about as a business owner, what you need to do is if you're especially looking for an employee, you need to go out and see people working who are currently working at places and how well they perform there. So if you have somebody who is your server and they have a positive attitude and you see them hustling or you see them doing really well or they're great at what they do, don't be afraid. What we used to do is we would get business cards and we would hand them off and say, hey, look, you know, my name's John and I'm doing this or I'm doing that and I own a business out here in the Coachella Valley and we're looking for great employees. 
It's been a pleasure talking to you and you've done a great job taking care of us. I'd love to be able to have the opportunity to tell you what I can offer you. If you're not happy here or if you're looking to move up or to do other things, and we would get the majority of our best employees from that type of action. You know, when you're going out and I've seen people before too, like gardeners, right? And they work hard and you can just watch. I'll sit and I'll just look and I'll see how people work and what they're doing or at warehouses or at retail stores or anywhere. And you just see the type of employee they are. And if they can, if they're great at what they do there and you can see their motivation there or what type of outlook they have there, chances are if you provide an equal or better environment for them with more opportunity to thrive in, they're going to do just as well there or even better. We're opposed to waiting for people to come to you, go out and actively look for people and don't tie your hands behind your back and just wait for people to come to you because chances are those people, they usually don't turn out to be as well as you hope them to be because it's human nature to pretend or to overpromise or to say, I'm this, I'm that, especially in like an interviewing environment where if you're actually catching them in real world and they don't know they're being watched or they don't know they're being interviewed or on the spot, you actually get to see who their true character is and who they really are. And that's how you grab really great employees. Um, so I challenge you guys, um, think when you're a business owner, it's not just while you're working, you're constantly, everything you do, everything you say, you should be out there and looking and paying attention uh, because that's the only way you're going to be able to retain good quality employees and bring them on board, in my personal opinion. And that's what's been successful for us. I want to kind of jump in here because that's exactly what we're starting to do. I literally just got the box of cards the other day with the referral name and everything to give out to all the guys. And, you know, Edgar knows I've been having lots of conversations with him about the recruiting tactics that we're having to do, getting a lot of advice on that. And that's where we're at because, like you said, the Indeed, the Zip Recruiters, that stuff you can run up a bill really fast on it. It is not cheap and it's not very effective anymore. So we are having to do these other things. I'm maybe starting a pool boys jobs Instagram page to try to figure out how to network with people through there. I'm getting on LinkedIn and I'm searching pool service and seeing, you know, who shows up that they were a pool service provider or worked for this pool service company in the past and just trying to connect and reach out to these people. But you just put a whole nother twist on it you know, I never even considered the fact of seeing someone in their natural element and how they act. And so I'm going to be looking at this through a different lens as I'm out there watching people now. So that was, I mean, that was awesome. Here's another thing. So I'm here on the chat and they brought up a good point and it, it's Sean with Alpha West. He posted here, he said, happy wife, happy life. Well, the same applies for the workplace. And he says, happy employees, a motivated one. This industry is very dynamic to a person willing to work for it. An employer's position in the equation should be a direct, should be to direct and motivate while providing opportunities. And John, as you were talking, I was thinking about it because you've been in that environment where you have to hire tons of people. And so have I. And, you know, Jared is in the same situation where he has to motivate people. But as everything continues to get crazy, and we'll just call it crazy as the world is today, you're having a hard time finding people. And 
Now you, as a business owner, you have to make sure your skills from a leadership standpoint are good because what happens is, let's say that I go out and I hire somebody and I'm a lousy leader and I can't motivate this person and I can't give this person good direction. Guess what? They're getting five calls a day. So what's going to happen? That person's just going to pick up and go, you know what? Edgar doesn't know shit. I'm out. And so not only do you have a problem where you're having to go out and poach people and kind of get into that environment and think out of the box. And and again, this is all extra work to the day-to-day thing that we're used to, right? This is just adding on top of that. But now, Jared, you're in a situation where you have other sales reps and you have that. There's a big motivation factor that you have to put into play. And if those skills aren't sharp, guess what? That person's gone. That person's out and you're back at square one. Absolutely. And in the rep world, losing a person, you know, that's an account manager that people rely on, on the, in their territory. The, the onboarding process is not a week of training. It's a year and a half of trust building all over again. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm fortunate. I got to be, I got to work for Paul Matthews, who is my partner today at Alpha West and another man by the name of Tim Doherty. And these guys started with Alpha West. Um, I think Paul was 1981. I know for sure Tim was 1983 because when he retired, I went and found a bottle of wine from 1983 to send to him. So I know that one for a fact. Zach and, wasn't uh, born in 1983. Neither was I. So, uh, <laughs> so um, that being said, I got to watch two very different leaders lead the Alpha West organization from their perspectives and what they knew. And, and uh, I like to tell people that they built a foundation that is just, it's solid. It's got a 30-year home built on top of it with the employees that are now part of it now. You know, my job is to carry the torch. And then, uh, you know, with Paul and I now, and Paul will eventually, you know, retire. And, and I'll, I'll be fortunate to lead with some other people, Sean being one of the people in our cast who, who may or may not be a leader of the future. We are fortunate on our end to keep handing the baton off. And it's been fun, but you know, even myself, look, I have my flaws. Emotional intelligence is something we all have to work on as leaders. Yeah, you can hand the person a bucket of money, but you you also got to be compassionate. And you know what I've learned? What an employee wants today, what they want for their life today, guess what? Next year it's gonna change. They may have a kid, they may get married. They may move from an apartment to a home and their world changes in a year. So one thing I try to do, and I'm not great at it, I try, is to really know my people, really know them as people, know what ticks and what what problems and struggles and where I may be able to step in and relieve them for a day because they really need to focus on the thing at home and being compassionate towards that and not just... Every day you got to grind. I mean, I'm a 24-7, 365 guy. You can call me at four in the morning and maybe get me before I walk into a gym. But not everybody's that, but not everybody's that person. And you can have a solid employee that 
is not a 4 a.m. to 11 guy or gal, but when they're in the game, they're in the game. They come to play. Understanding the different people that are out there and how they want to work and what they want out of their lives. You know, one person may want to be a manager this year and then next year they're like, you know what? Management's a lot of responsibility and I'm really good where I'm at. I just want to find ways to be more rewarded or I want to take the leadership role in this scenario only because I think I have something to bring to the table there. Why don't you step back and let me be the leader for the day in that particular thing? So there's ways to do it. And look, uh, I'm growing as a leader right now as we speak. I'm two years into being a partner in this company. And there's days where I'm like, I failed with the team. I was not a great leader today. And there's other days where I'm like, you know what? I took a massive leap forward. And I think we all as leaders, business owners need to do that. And, and being the business owner, guess what? It means 24-7, 365. You know who unlocks the door every morning if your employee doesn't show up? You do. Otherwise, your business doesn't operate. We're talking about it. And this affects not just big companies and management, but if you're a pool guy and you're hiring another pool guy, you have to learn how to manage that person. And so another thing, guys, here on the comments, Kyle with Alpha West, I think much like employees continue to learn and grow, ownership should be doing the same. Everyone understanding the work dynamics between everyone will be the most successful, in my opinion. And then the other thing is I feel like that should be set as expectations as well. From day one, set the president as an employee and employer to learn together to be the best of what we can be. It won't be perfect, but commitment and understanding of your employer's commitment to you will vastly help your staff to be successful. And it's exactly, look at the comments that we're getting, guys, and this is another aspect. You know, Zach, you're in the pool business, you're, you've got all these 50 other things going on, but if you're not an effective leader today, if you don't put a focus on that today, your people are just going to drop and leave for that other job that's offering them college tuition, even if they're not going to go to college, but they can say that job is offering me college tuition and you're not. I want to add to this, you know, a lot of people have the plan of growth and that's where they want to go. And you can't effectively create culture and build relationships if you're out there servicing or doing repairs or you're a full-time in the field person. You just can't, you can't do it because you have to be around and you have to be able to put the time into that. And it's all a balance. It's extremely difficult. And, you know, I'm with you, Jared, like some days I fail, some days I make leaps. I'm learning every single day. And a lot of the things that you would naturally think as a person that maybe make you motivated or motivate you don't necessarily motivate the people around you. And you end up creating bad situations sometimes by just throwing money or just doing this or leaning too heavily into one area. So it's a balance of benefits, pay structure, culture, environment. It could really be a full job. I mean, it is. There's HR people out there because of this. But if you're in the field all the time and your plan is to grow, you need to start putting the pieces in place to get yourself further removed from being out there doing the hands-on work every single day. I mean, I want to give a shout out to some of the guys on my team showing up and commenting. I think it's freaking awesome. The thing I'll add to that, and I know Kyle and Sean, and I think Corey's somewhere in the background from my team. These guys challenge me. 
I think Paul and I keep an open door policy. We're not perfect. We've screwed up. We've definitely screwed up once or twice, right? Nobody's perfect. These guys let us know when we screwed up. And you want that in a company. You want to be told your policy sucks. It sucks. It's not working. It sucks. We can't do it this way. Because if they're not telling you, the policy still sucks. And they're going to walk right out the door. So make that make it so they can come to you. Make it so they can tell you this is working, that's working. I'm a passionate dude. You get me fired up and uh, I'll come at you pretty hard, but I'm listening. I think most people know that, know that I'm a fiery, I'm a fiery dude. I'm passionate, but I give a, I give a shit. I really do. I give a shit about the industry. I give a shit about my people. They're family to me. There's very little I won't do for an employee including if they needed me, my ass cancels this podcast and I'm on an airplane today. That's how I run the company. Paul's the same way. We want people to think of us the same way we think of them. And granted, we're not perfect. We say the wrong thing sometimes, or we think a policy we have is is great and we learn it. It's terrible. But um, that emotional intelligence, man, and having the open dialogue with your people uh, it's a game changer. And and one thing that I picked up on the service guys, and I know there's a little phone line that goes around with some service guys out there that they're on the phone all day. Screw that. Do that with your employees. Have an open telephone line that they can dial in at any point in time. Put your top leaders on that phone. Make sure there's one of them. So if you got three guys that are the, the ones with the abundance of knowledge and 10 employees out there that are your rookies, Make sure that one of those leaders is on that phone line at all times and you can add the call on your iPhone or Android device and make sure that your guys know they have a hotline to dial into. So when they run into trouble in the field, they don't feel like they're on an island. They got somebody on the phone. They got a bat phone. John, did you ever think of leaving the retail that you were going to have to deal with all these, you know, things that are probably coming back at, back at to you at 100 miles an hour? <laughs> well, I mean, in in kind of yeah, I mean, because I I understood that what's this? It doesn't matter what industry you're in, and I've said this a hundred times. We all deal with the same thing, which is people, and whether it's people in retail, people in 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 the pool industry, people in plumbing, people in manufacturing, it doesn't matter. People are people. And if you understand people, or at least you're trying to understand them and you're willing to understand and you listen, then you'll be better off than the majority of business owners or anybody in any industry, because it's impossible to do anything by yourself. You need to rely on people. So the better you understand them, the better you'll be. And I'm, I'm listening to all these comments and everybody is saying all this stuff. And it just all comes down to one thing. It's communication. Have that open line of communication and be genuine about it. Just because you don't hear anything or just because they're not complaining doesn't mean that something uh, that everything's perfect. You need to have that open dialogue with your employees, with your, especially with your significant other and with your family. It's just how it is. People want to hear things. And, you know, it's human nature not to want to complain or, or disappoint. And I find that employees eventually, they end up harnessing or they end up holding in this hostility or, you know, they might see something differently because they took something out of context or the way they perceived it 
wasn't necessarily how you meant it. And, you know, I always used to say to my managers and to my employees and, well, no, I didn't mean that. Or, no, no, that's not what I meant. Well, you know, perception is reality to that person. And however they perceive the world is their reality. And if you don't understand how they perceive it, because there's a good chance that they're not looking at it the same way you are, especially as a business owner. If you don't have that, that understanding of how, what makes them tick or what they're good at or what they like or what they don't like or why things are going the way they are or why you're doing things, then eventually you guys are going to butt heads or you're going to, or eventually you guys are going to venture off in two different worlds. It all comes down to communication and doubt. Just ask and have that conversation with them. Say, hey, what is it that we can do better? And be humble. Don't take it as an offense. A company is only as good as the people that work for them, period. You want to, as a manager or as a business owner, you want to bring on people that aren't just good, but that are better than you. That's the goal. And when you work in a corporate area or in a corporate environment, a true leader, a good leader or a good manager hires people that are better than them so that they can eventually take their position over so they can grow and move on to something else. You got to swallow your pride sometimes. Nobody wants to be told what they're doing wrong or how their business isn't, isn't doing well or things that they could be doing better. And ignoring them doesn't change the, the reality. But being in front of it and asking the people that know, know it the most, your employees, right, or, or even your customers. I ask my customers this all the time. What can we do better? Or what do you like that we do? What can we, what are some of the things that you might not like or that you'd like us to change? Because those are the people that are paying your bills. If you don't get that feedback and you assume that everything's all sunshine and rainbows, the reality is it's not. And even if it's okay, chances are there's so much more room for growth that you're missing out on that opportunity because you don't have a full understanding of what's making things work, the heartbeat of it all. So I challenge everybody, just talk. That's all you got to do is ask, have a conversation with people. It opens up the doors to so much and it will help you grow as an individual. It'll help you grow as a business owner. And it'll most importantly, make your employees feel, I mean, look, you got to get that buy-in from employees. The hardest thing to do is have somebody work for you that has the same intensity or passion that you do as a business owner. You're, you're just not really going to get it. So you have to find what makes them tick, like what Jared was saying. You have to hire, it's strength-based. Instead of finding what people aren't doing well at or what they're not good at, instead of making them be better at it, you're only going to drive them away because they don't want to do something they don't like to do. If you can find something in your industry or in your business that they enjoy doing and then you build on that, you're going to create a much more loyal employee and a much happier employee. And somebody's going to want to work, want to get up to go to work, not call out, right? It's going to show up and it's going to be there because they enjoy what they're doing because now they're doing something that they like to do. It all comes down to communication because people won't, they won't, your employees won't tell you that unless you ask them. And if you do ask them, you have to foster an environment where it's okay for them to give you that communication. Just like Jared said, you know, where they will tell you 
if you're screwing up, right? You, you screwed up. I'm going to tell you. Well, good for you, obviously, because you've created that environment where they feel comfortable doing that and they won't be reprimanded or, you know, they're not going to be punished for it. They're going to be congratulated and high fived, right? At a boys. Thank you so much because you're helping me create a better business. And that's the mind frame that we need to have as employees or as employers in order to be extremely successful when it comes down to business and having quality employees. John, if you don't cut it in the pool business, you could always be a preacher, my friend. I mean, <laughs> damn. Right? Well, I mean, I, I, you got me buying. I mean, let's, let's do it. Uh, to be honest with you, when I transitioned in 2018, 2019, and from being a sales guy on the team to being a partner, I'll be honest, and the guys know this. I thought nobody could do it better than me. No freaking way. I'm the best. I'm the best there ever was. I'm the GOAT. That was my mentality. Pretty immature, to be honest with you. And I was a crappy leader in the beginning because I thought no one could ever do it. And then when I started to realize that I work for them, they don't work for me. My job's to make them better. I flipped. And I noticed the relationships with the guys changed. And it took time. They had to see the maturity and I'm still working on the maturity. But at the end of the day, I want a team of Babe Ruths. I want everybody to be able to get up to the plate and hit a home run. If everybody can hit a home run, I got nine batters in the rotation that could possibly hit a home run. If it's just me, I get the bat every ninth time. No way you get the same production. No way you have the same offense. But it's hard. It's hard when you ran the business yourself or you were your own rep. And then you got in my position, I had two guys coming behind me that were taking over the territory I had. It's hard. It's hard to want to give up that control to other people. Know that relationships you worked on for many years are now in the precious hands of somebody else. But you know what? In my own territory, I got two guys that do it better than I did it. Why? Because I went from one human being stretched across the area to two guys in the area. They understand their markets more intricately. They know what, you know, what's needed in the Coachella Valley is not what's needed in the San Fernando Valley, even though they're 90 miles apart. They're two totally different markets. And having the people that understand their markets, and we've been fortunate to add somebody in the Pacific Northwest, you want to talk about a market I don't, I still don't understand. It's backwards. Spas are more popular. What do I know about jacuzzis? Nothing. I knew nothing. So I'm learning from the guy that's in that territory about how to help him be more effective in that territory. We all need to do that. And, uh, it's massive growth. And if you do it as a business owner, the things people will show up for, it's kind of like being a general and watching your army fight for you. When you know they will fight for you, there's nothing that can't be conquered. Will you not get along sometimes? Will there be some tension? Yeah, of course there will be. But the army will show up if you you invest in them. They'll make you successful. You won't have to do a ton other than show up, do your job, and be available for them. That's your job as an owner. Make sure you work for them. That every day. You're trying to make your company better, whether it's the culture 
or my world finding another manufacturer to represent that they can sell or be compassionate or hear what the, what's going on, where the challenges are, maybe make that extra phone call to get things moved along or, you know, in your world, Miss Sally's really pissed about something about her pool. And you know what you say, you know, John, I got it. I'll drive over to Miss Sally's house. I'll take care of her so you don't have to. I'll service that pool that day. Make sure Miss Sally knows we're giving her love and attention and that she's not just one of a thousand pools on my massive route. It's the little things. It's hard, but it's, it's not hard stuff. It's hard to execute well. And if you execute it well, you'll do phenomenal. And there's so many of the other aspects of your business. And now you're having to spend this time focusing on that. So just crazy times, my friends. Guys, let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com Do you know the actual cost of the pool service you provide or the financial health of your pool business? If you don't, it can put you out of business. Pool Nation has created a business training that focuses on the financial side of your business. What we've done, guys, is we've put a training class together that focuses on five metrics that we've created. The goal is you do it, and by the time that you're done with the class, you have all those numbers, you have all that data. It is the only course that as you enter your data into our exclusive software, it will tell you how much money you are making or losing. It's that simple. We talk about the metrics. We talk about insurance, what to look for. We talk about billing software. By the time you are done with the training, you will know your exact cost to service a pool, fixed cost of cleaning, your average profit per pool, your average monthly rate, repair profits and profit percentage, and how much money you are actually making. And we have had people that have taken the class and had some cash flow issues and they've made some adjustments with their billing software and that's kind of solved that issue. During the training utilizing our software, you will create your business profit and loss. Once you create your P&L, we will cover the fundamentals of the P&L and how important it is to the success of your business. For more information and the next training dates, visit 
www.poolnation.online. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you get to keep. For more training dates, go to www.poolnation.online. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to the Pool Nation live podcast. I'm sitting here pulling a John Bean on mute. And uh, so anyways, we're talking to Jared from Alpha West. But he always West. looks good with that skincare. <laughs> right? Always He's looking, looking good, good, baby. So looking we do want to say, if you want to get John's skincare line, just go to his Instagram page at JJ Flawless Pools. Send him a message. He'll send you a coupon for 25% off to the presale. It's going to be some amazing stuff out there. So Anyways, guys, we are with Jared Schwab from Alpha West. We've had some great conversation today with regards to all the aspects of our industry. And let's see. So, Jared, we always do our final thoughts, and I kind of throw it back between the guys. I'm going to let you pick today which one of the guys should go first. Uh, Zach's got the arms raised. Here we all go. right, let's go, Zach. Co-op warehouses. No, but seriously, uh, when you dropped that... The, the cogs just started really turning. I think that's a, a brilliant idea. You know, I know when we get in these conversations, it, it can tend to sound like the doom and gloom, but really it's just we want everyone to be aware and we want everyone to be proactive and thinking about these things. And I can see your passion for it and I love it. And, you know, this is a time of disruption, like you said. I mean, as much bad as there is, and I sympathize with people that are struggling, this is a time of disruption. And this is the time to be savvy and to be strategic and put things in place because the people that do adapt and change and come out on the other side of this are going to be stronger and they are going to be a force to reckon with. So, you know, just be aware, be alert, be proactive. Uh, Jared, thanks for coming on. I love this side of things, the business side of things. I love talking about it, hearing about it. And you always have some great information. So thanks for sharing today. I appreciate it. John. Same thing as Zach. Look, I, I absolutely love talking about this types of stuff. I mean, this is what gets me going and gets me passionate. Um, I am fascinated when it comes down to the human psyche and the mind and people and what makes them tick and how they operate. That just, to me, it's never ending. And I'm always constantly learning. And I just want to... One, obviously, thank Jared for coming on and inspiring this this conversation and being a part of it, because I think we need more of this in the industry. And I think it goes exactly with what we're trying to accomplish um, here over at Pool Nation is to get people to start thinking and understanding that running a business is much more than just going out there and cleaning a pool or servicing a pool, just understanding chemistry or knowing how to put a pump in. There's so many facets to a business. And in order to become successful, you need to be able to understand so many different things, whether it's the markets, whether it's supply, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's your employees. But most importantly, it comes down to people and just getting to just know people and understand them and being able to harness people to help accomplish your goals. Right, because if you anything you try doing on your own is going to be much easier when you have a team of people all, all all pushing towards the same goal. If you're blessed enough and you're in a position to where you have those quality people, then um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But those that have had struggles trying to find good people out there, I hate when I hear there's just nobody out there. There's nobody out there. Um, nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to just stay on home and unemployment and 
No, it's not. In, the, in my mind, you're giving up. You need to go out. Trust me, there's people out there that'll help you and that have like minds and like goals. And as far as like the price increases and what we've talked about and what we need to do, guys, I mean, I'm sure there's a few people out there that are listening and going, oh, my God, we're talking about it again. Or, oh, my God, there's things, you know, they're, they're doing it again to us. But the truth is, look, this is the reality. There's no secret to it. We're trying to un- we're trying to help the pool industry because we're a part of the pool industry and we have a common goal. This is kind of what we're talking about here, a common goal. We want everybody to succeed because we want to succeed. If my industry fails or if my industry suffers, I also suffer as a business owner in this industry. So I am, I am incentivized to help everybody flourish, right? And help everybody get better at what they do. I want everybody to raise their prices and to get paid for what they're worth because I want to raise my prices because I want to get paid for what I'm worth. There's always going to be the good, the better, the best. And you can pick whichever service you want to be and you can thrive in any one of those, you know. In order for us all to be able to do well, we have to be able to understand these points we're trying to drive home and these realities that are facing us that we went through in the last year, year and a half, and what we're going to be going through in the, in the next year. We usually talk about some of the things that I put up, and this is one of my favorite quotes. This one right here says, look, I'm not telling you it's going to be easy, but I'm telling you it's going to be worth it. And nothing in life, the easy stuff right? The easy stuff that comes and goes, right? Those things don't last forever. The things we're talking about today, about people building, about relationship building, about communications, about planning for the future. Those are the things that's what helps you build this foundation so that you can build a business that's ready to last uh, through, through times like this. So I love this. Thank you so much, Jared, for jumping on. I can't wait to talk about it again and have you on again on our next podcast or on an Instagram live. I think you guys kick butt. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. You know, for me, guys, I think, you know, Jared talked about it is he's very passionate about the industry. But I think a lot of other leaders from a lot of other companies need to do what it is that Jared does. And it's really to kind of go out there and talk about the industry and why it's such a a great industry. And that will have a, a big effect on a lot of the pool guys out there because we never hear the manufacturers kind of come out and talk. And share. And I'm not talking about come in and, you know, say that, you know, you can't produce this or that you can't produce that. But, you know, you got to get out there. You got to use those methods of communication to talk to those pool guys to be able to elevate that industry. Because as they're out there and they're listening to these other leaders, it's definitely going to inspire them. And then, you know, you don't have to just kind of come and talk to a pool guy and tell them, oh, your pH is this and your this is that. You know, they do want to hear about the business side. They do want to hear about your company and the things that you go through and, you know, just kind of be honest about it. And I think that's one of the challenges that our industry has is that there's not that method of communication for those companies to kind of come out and talk and share and kind of build that community. What I love about you, Jared, is that you're extremely passionate about it. You come out and when it's time to have a difficult conversation, you'll have it and you'll say it how it is. And what that does to a lot of pool guys, even from our Instagram live, they were like, you know what? We knew that that was the situation. Jared came and said it and it wasn't good news, but we needed to hear it and we can move on from here. Like we feel a lot better, even though it wasn't great news. 
we have a clear picture. We have a true picture because nobody's saying it about the industry. And now we can kind of go and change how we do business. And I think that's what a lot more of the industry needs to do. I do appreciate you, Jared, always picking up the phone, always messaging, always taking the time to come on and for being you know, so passionate about the pool industry. You know that you have our platform. If there's ever, th- ever anything that we could do, you have our platforms and feel free to reach out and, and, and we'll do as much as we can for you. Man, I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, I'm just a, a dude that's a rep that, uh, that cares. And uh, the entire Alpha West organization is full of, of people like me, which is, which is awesome. And they push me. And uh, as far as the conversation, you guys are building the platform for it. There really isn't a place to go talk to an infinite amount of professionals easily. You know, a communique through a letter. Eh, I don't think that's going to work. This is the platform. You guys are building it and, and kudos to you. No, it's not easy and it, consistency matters and you just got to keep doing it. Uh, I've recently heard a thing about how, you know, we're, we're working on some of our social media outreach and you start with a a theater that can sit 5,000 people, but the first time you do it, you're talking to nobody. And then it's one person, five people, 10 people, 15. And you know what? Years later, you're selling out arenas. And it just, it, it, it takes consistency and it takes compassion and it takes passion and it takes all that. But man, most of all, to, to say you guys are customers and friends and people, I want to see, I want to see you guys blow up. I want to see your individual businesses blow up. And I hope this podcast does tremendously well for you guys because you are creating a pipe to the industry that is so needed. You guys know it. We know it. The manufacturers know it too. It's just figuring out how to navigate it. It's new water. You know, it didn't exist. You guys, you know, what are 64, 67? It didn't exist 67 episodes ago. You know, and while it may seem like you guys have invested a lot, you know, 67 days is not that old, you know, when you think about it. So uh, awesome job, guys. Love chatting with you. Happy to call you customers. Happy to call you friends. And uh, can't wait to talk on the other side. So thanks. Absolutely. So, John, Zach, as usual, thank you so much for your time. Jared, thanks for your time. Everybody listening, we will catch you next Wednesday on the Instagram Live, and we will catch you next Friday. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. 
Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way. May not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.